Louisiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. That's a Monday. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. want to thank our sponsor, R&B Car Company. And again, if you are looking for a vehicle, they've got tons of great cars, trucks, SUVs, minivans, crossovers, you name it. Go to rbcarcompany.com and look for special offers and promotions today. 574 25 95 95 3. That is 2595 953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Okay. Um, well, there's a lot of things that we, I guess, have to go over. And we'll try and get to a good chunk of it here. Uh, we'll give you some updates on what happened with Iran over the weekend. Of course, Iran, the big news, they admitted what we already knew. They shot down the civilian aircraft. And in spite of, of that fact, um, multiple people in the U.S. and Canada and elsewhere have continued to blame Donald Trump for all of that, in spite of the fact that the Iranians are the ones that started it. They launched an attack uh, through one of their Hezbollah outfits, that killed an American. Uh, then that same uh, same group, after we responded, that same group then held those so-called protests, air quote protests, because that's one way of a protest, destroying an embassy. And, of course, we responded with military force. Uh, the president did say over the weekend that the military said they would have people there the next day, and he said, no, get them there now. We're not going to have another Benghazi. I don't know how accurate that is, but that's what the president said. And, of course, we did prevent another Benghazi. Then Soleimani lands in Iraq. He is armed with a pistol and an assault rifle. He's got a knife as well, and he's there in Iraq, just kind of not hiding. Very strange. Of course, Iraqi officials have said he was there to overthrow their government. The U.S. presented intelligence to members of Congress. The intelligence community did, I should say, that he was planning imminent attacks on more Americans. Um, The president has refused to release details of that. Now, Adam Schiff is out there saying, we didn't have any data that, that proved that. And Representative Crenshaw from Texas, who's a former Navy SEAL, said, I was in that hearing. They most certainly did say that they believed attacks were imminent. They said that in the hearing. So given Adam Schiff's history of lying about these sorts of things, I'm going to take the former Navy SEAL's word for it. Okay, Since none of that's public anyway. Um, So anyway, the intelligence community, which we are told you have to believe without any kind of deviation whatsoever by Adam Schiff and others, by the way, they are now saying that the intelligence community is lying, okay, about those imminent attacks, or at least we're wrong. Well, they had data that they believe Soleimani was going to be responsible for organizing imminent attacks on Americans that could take American lives. And we found out that the president had actually authorized a strike to kill Soleimani back in June. And the predicate for that was that if the Iranians kill an American, we will kill him. They killed an American, we killed him. Really that simple. Uh, and, and frankly, it was long overdue to respond to his killing of Americans anyway. So again, media content. We played a nice little montage in the 3 o'clock hour. I hope you can go back and listen to the podcast, uh, which you can get at casethehost.podbean.com or just go to Podbean, search for me. Uh, download the app too, by the way. It's a really good app. Okay, um, now... Trump also tweeted out support in Farsi for Iranian protesters. Thousands of protesters are, you know, out on the streets in Iran. Iran, uh, the president also warned Iran not to kill kill their protesters. 
And Iran has been running around and shooting protesters, but shooting them in the legs. Isn't that interesting? So they're shooting, they're using live ammunition, but they're not shooting them in the head or anything yet. They're shooting them in the legs. Pretty interesting stuff. Now we'll see how this all continues to develop. For me, and I posted this on my new Instagram at Casey the Host and on Twitter at RealKCH. For me, I found it very interesting to watch Iranian students at universities refuse to trample the U.S. and Israeli flags. And they chastise the few people who do do it. So there is, you're looking at Hong Kong. Hong Kong is singing our national anthem and waving our flag. You've got Iranians refusing to desecrate our flag. And then you've got the Colin Kaepernick Antifa types. So the fact that people who live in places that are actually oppressed understand what our flag means and people who live a coddled safe lifestyle here don't should tell you what impact we have had around the world. So the president tweeted out support for the protesters in Farsi, warned Iran not to kill them. It is now the most liked Persian tweet in history. That's interesting. Um, They've also started to shut down internet access and social media access at these universities where the protesters are. The United Kingdom says that Iran detained their ambassador as those protests started in Tehran and briefly detained. Uh, The ambassador is briefly detained by Iranian authorities on Saturday. Remember, they're UK citizens who were on that plane as well predominantly Iranians, then Ukrainians. It was owned by a Ukrainian airline. The Ukrainians are furious. They want answers. Um, They probably won't get them. Back in 2016, the very same Iranian general who was with the Revolutionary Guard in 2016, he said that even the youngest Iranian officers have full authority to shoot down aircraft, like what happened. And so he's the guy that admitted that Iran accidentally, accidentally, Okay, they're saying accidentally shot down this aircraft. But in 2016, he bragged about how these young officers have the authority to do that pretty much any time they want. And I, again, what the, uh, the motivation behind that was, who knows? So there's all sorts of, of very interesting things that are, are developing when it comes to Iran. Of course, Iran went ahead and they adopted American media mantra that this is Trump's fault, that this all happened and that sort of thing. Um, The Iraqi prime minister has asked the U.S. for plans to pull troops out of Iraq. The State Department has said bluntly, no, we're not going to. Um, So really interesting developments in the Middle East. Of course, you're going to have to keep watching it to kind of see what what, uh, actually transpires there. Uh, Then you've got the terrorist attack that we've called a terrorist attack from the very beginning, which we already knew uh, was a terrorist attack where the uh, Saudi military official opened fire on one of our bases who was here for uh, training. And now 21, uh, was it 21, I believe, is the total number of Saudi Arabians who are here training with the United States. And many of them were at his his uh, dormitory, if you will, his room, watching jihadi videos the night before this happened. They are now being sent out of the United States. Uh, Saudi Arabia is helping the U.S. preserve stability in the Middle East amid Iran tensions while also coming under scrutiny for the extremist ideologies of military trainees in the U.S. More than a dozen Saudi nationals who live in America and train with the U.S. military and have ties to extremist groups are set to be sent back home Monday, according to law enforcement authorities. And like I said, I think the latest number is like 21 of them 
The announcement comes as investigators are wrapping up their probe of December's mass shooting at a naval air station in Pensacola, which left three U.S. sailors dead, was carried out by a 21-year-old Saudi aviation student training there. The attorney general has confirmed this afternoon that it was a jihadist terrorist attack, which we already knew. Okay, uh, But it has to be confirmed. There has to be an investigation, and that is exactly what, uh, what ended up happening. So there's a lot going on. And we're going to continue to update you on this stuff. We're going to continue to give you as much information as we possibly can about it. We're not going to bore you with it. Um, I know that there's some developments that that are necessary for you to hear. And I know that you're going to hear a lot of them elsewhere. But we also need to make sure that we get it out there. Because some people who listen to the show, depending on the time, haven't heard it yet. Because they've been at work or they've been doing other things. They haven't had an opportunity to hear some of this stuff. So we're going to do our best to... Uh, to go ahead and provide you with that information. But uh, one of the most interesting things about this, that we found out that the president authorized the strike against Soleimani back in June and said, if they ever kill an American, we're going to kill this guy. And that's exactly what happened. Of course, the press is not telling you, ladies and gentlemen, the press is not telling you that they killed an American. Why would they? Oh, and normal Hezbollah threatened us today. So again, it's a Monday. Uh, it's, it says what Hezbollah does. Anyway, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. We learned some more information about the FBI and the whole Trump-Russia collusion fiasco. We'll talk about that next on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I actually forgot to let you know that, um, according to reports earlier today in the 3 o'clock hour, we mentioned that there's a report that Trump sent a, a back-channel message to Iran. He said, if you're going to respond to our killing of Soleimani, uh, you better not hurt any of our people. And so that, that is, again, I, I haven't been able to confirm that. It's just a report that is out there that... Trump basically sent them an additional warning. So if you're going to respond, you better not hurt anybody. Because if you do, you're in big trouble. And of course they didn't. So, and the president also tweeted out, don't shoot your protesters, or don't kill your protesters. And so far, no Iranian protesters have died that we're aware of, but they have been shot in the legs. So very interesting stuff is, is happening in Iran. Now, uh, we also have a couple of developments regarding the FBI and Trump-Russia collusion in that fiasco. Uh, let's see. Andrew McCabe pushed to highlight the golden shower rumor in the Russia report, and then Comey approved it. An email proves disgraced ex-FBI director James Comey personally approved an FBI effort to have the wild and unsubstantiated golden showers claim about President Trump included in material to be considered for publication in the U.S. intelligence community's official report on alleged Trump interference, or excuse me, Russian interference Freudian slip in the 2016 presidential election. The Comey email, which was not, re which has not received media attention until now, was revealed inside the Justice Department's recently released 476-page IG report on the FBI's Russia collusion investigation. The IG report further discloses a separate email in which Andrew McCabe, who served under Comey as the deputy director, specifically wanted the dossier author Christopher Steele's unverified 
P charges against Trump to be included in the body of the January 6, 2017 intelligence community report known as the ICA, uh, which assessed Russia interference with the elections. McCabe opposed a CIA compromise to only reference Steele's controversial dossier in an appendix of the ICA report. So the CIA, can you believe we're saying this? The CIA didn't want to smear somebody. The FBI did. Now, what? <laughs> okay. Who thought in our lives that we would be saying the CIA was the ones were the ones who were the adults in the room and didn't want to, you know, do what they usually do? It was the FBI that was the problem. So the CIA basically they wanted to include the golden showers allegation, totally unsubstantiated, false, never happened. They wanted to include it just in the appendix, um, and. Andrew McCabe, the deputy director of the FBI at the time, fought to have it as a part of the main portion of the report. Okay, Comey then personally approved of the claims in the dossier, specifically the golden shower claims. So McCabe's the one that wanted to put it in there. Comey said, okay. What did I do wrong? Am I going to get in trouble? Did I say something? So, if... If this ends up being true, which it appears to be true because this is in the IG report, um, that's, again, it's another black eye on the FBI. Now, also brand new, the FBI director, Ray, has apologized to the FISA court. Not Carter Page, but to the FISA court. How many stories have I done about the FBI apologizing to the FISA court now? Several. They keep apologizing to the FISA court. The FBI has been apologizing to the FISA court since at least 2017. Remember, those declassified documents which showed that the FBI under James Comey was routinely violating the civil rights of American citizens and spying on them and abusing the FISA court in order to get those warrants. They got caught and James Comey, who had been removed now and in 2017, the FBI says, we are so sorry that this was happening under... New leadership now. It's never going to happen again. We, we pinky promise swear, never, ever, ever going to happen again. Okay? And the FISA court, those documents were declassified in 2017. We talked about them in 2017. Almost nobody else has talked about them since then. Certainly not in major media. It drives me bonkers. And you have the FBI at the time telling the FISA court they're super sorry it happened. It'll never happen again. The FISA court says, well, it better not. We suspect it has happened hundreds of more times than we know about. And then what did we find out a few months ago? That after that apology, after the change in FBI leadership, the FBI has continued to do the same exact thing, which is lie to the FISA court and abuse the FISA system to get those warrants that are not justified and illegally spy on Americans. They also did it through eavesdropping and personal data and a couple of other things. So the FBI, after promising the FISA court that they were going to stop abusing the power that they had, didn't stop, ratcheted up thousands of more examples of doing what they did to President Trump, who was then candidate Trump. And now, once the Inspector General report came out and we found out that the FBI lied to the FISA court in the Carter Page Trump case... Now the FBI director is apologizing to the FISA court again for a third time. We're super, super sorry that we keep doing this. 
Here's the problem, though. Every time the FBI apologizes for abusing FISA courts to get warrants and illegally spy on Americans, they continue to do it. And they've continued to do it under this current leadership, which is Mr. Ray. Now, of course, the FBI has apologized to the FISA court. Nobody's apologized to Carter Page. I wouldn't expect them to because Carter Page is suing them. And if they apologize and they're admitting guilt, but they have apologized to the FISA court which may as well be an apology to Carter Page, at least with his case, because he's going to present it, obviously. Hey, the FBI has admitted to doing this. The FBI has apologized for doing this. They just haven't apologized to me yet. So I'm sure that his lawyers are going to throw the apology in there. Um, but this, I, I mean, it's just, it's nuts. I know that it's not shocking or surprising because we've had these documents. It's just that it's all now, it's canon. <laughs> it's, it's not... Into, I'm going to start using that now. Like, you almost have to. Like, what, so, oh, what's canon man. and what isn't? Yeah, that is, that's an interesting it's term the only, to use it's the only way. You, it's the only way you can do it, because yeah. there's so much to these things. You have to say, all right, is this officially canon now? Because we've had a lot of allegations, and we've had some emails corroborating allegations, but was it officially confirmed as, yes, this happened, right? So now we have official confirmations that the FBI was abusing the FISA court, and in particular was abusing the FISA court to go after Trump because of political motivation. We know that. Now, the Washington Examiner, the name of a former top FBI official who leaked sensitive information over the course of hundreds of communications with at least six reporters can be revealed by the Washington Examiner. His identity is contained in a 21-page report obtained through the Freedom of Information Act. The report revealed that investigators for the Department of Justice Inspector General Michael Horowitz determined that Brian Parman, 53 years old, the Deputy Assistant Director of the FBI's International Operations Division from 2016 to 2017, quote, improperly disclosed court-sealed and law enforcement-sensitive information to the media in violation of FBI rules. Huh. So Brian Parman is the guy who is illegally leaking to the press about this stuff. Isn't that nice? <laughs> The incident is one of is one that Horowitz included as a part of what is uh, is his June 2018 report called the FBI's culture of unauthorized media contacts. A one page summary of the investigation was released last May, and I'm sure that the unauthorized uh, leaks to the media. I, I'm sure that there was not one example of an intimate relationship in any of that. <clears throat> <clears throat> not. I mean, other than that lady, was it not not Atkins? Uh, ah, what's the heck? There's that one lady at the New York Times who admitted to sleeping with one of them. But anyway, I digress. I gave 35 years of faithful and devoted service to this nation, and never did I give classified or investigative or investigatively sensitive information to the press. He told the Washington Examiner, "I never endangered a prosecution and only did what I believed my superiors had tasked me with." Well, the Inspector General report disagrees with you. They say that you leaked a ton of sensitive information to media reporters on a regular basis. So there's a whole, like I said, there's a whole host of things, you know. Uh, oh, we're, we're, I'm sure that he will be hailed as a hero. He's a West Point graduate and all of that stuff. And uh, the media will love the guy. And, you know, how dare you? He gave uh, all of these, what, 35 years, I think he said, 35 years of service to this country. How dare you slander this man with violating all of the rules and leaking information to the press when he shouldn't have done it. That's what's coming. You know it. 
So a couple of updates with the FBI fiasco as well. Uh, the FBI is apologizing a third time to the FISA court for abusing the FISA court and breaking the law against American citizens. And you also have the identity of the individual, Brian Parman, who was at the FBI, senior official at the FBI, too, is leaking consistently to the news media in violation of FBI rules, potentially in violation of the law. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. And I do want to thank our sponsor, again, R&B Car Company. R&B Car Company has a huge selection of cars, trucks, SUVs, crossovers, and even minivans. Go to rbcarcompany.com for today's specials and promotions. All right, so some questions. You go to 953mnc.com. Some questions about the proposal from Republican Representative Tim Wesco. He's from Osceola. Um, to extend the voting hours in Indiana's election. So a lot of people are saying, hey, this is a good idea to get more people to go vote because people do complain about having to get to the polls and that sort of stuff. This is why I think Election Day should just be holiday uh, or on a weekend, make it easy on everybody. Uh, but county clerks are worried that a proposal for extending the Election Day voting time by two hours would make it more difficult to find enough poll workers who are already, by the way, already lacking. It's only two hours. It's not even like... I don't know. They already struggle to find poll workers now. But it's not like they're... This is why we need those those like robots to do this. It's it's. If you can't oh. use the machine, you shouldn't be voting. That's fair. It isn't that hard. All of Indiana's on the machine now, right? I, I thought they. I thought everybody was on the machine now. There's like two different machines you can use. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, honestly, you just need somebody to point to where you go, right? Um, I, I don't know. It's in case that's not fair to the older people who might struggle with the machine. I, okay. <laughs> it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, but I don't know. There, so some people are saying that this is, this is going to boost voter turnout because people will be able to go there after work. It'll be easier, less difficult for them to try to get there before work or at lunch, and think, which can be a pain in the neck, by the way. Um, I, I did go to one where I, I just couldn't get there before I had to come in. So I had to go, uh, I, I was coming in for something else, not this show. Uh, so I had to go back at a different time. So that does periodically happen. I can only ma- imagine what it is with like a, an eight, eight to five, nine to five type routine. I would imagine it's a pain in the neck, but, um, it's an interesting proposal and it's something that at least is worthy of debate, which is why I think representative Wesco has, has proposed it, but the concerns of finding enough poll workers, I suppose that could be a problem if the poll workers can't stick around for the additional two hours or what have you. I don't know how the poll volunteer deal thing is. I, I don't understand all that process, so don't get angry at me if I say something that is inaccurate with it. But it's two hours. You assume that they could find volunteers for that two hours. You know, I suppose there's another thing that we could do is just like, you know, throw a couple of ducats their way. So it's not all volunteer. I mean, civic duty aside, 
you know, it's we are capitalists after all. Minimum wage in Indiana is only seven twenty-five. You don't have to pay him that. As far as I'm concerned, you can give him a five dollars Starbucks gift card. I don't care. Something. It's a volunteer position. Don't pay him anything. You just yeah, here's a gift. It's a little token. So token of the of the district's yeah. um Yeah. The the district can provide the, for it, you know. Appreciation. So you you could even push like district businesses and get a little pool. I, I don't know. I don't know the legalities of all of this stuff. I'm just if I were your overlord, I would make it better. But I'm not. So I'm not allowed to be your overlord because you all want freedom or something. Anyway, five seven four twenty five ninety five ninety five three. Ice is really upset at a sanctuary county in Illinois. I'll tell you about that next on ninety five three MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. What are we looking at here? What, 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 what? The queen, the is, queen is talking. The queen is in support of Mexit. She's in support. She supports oh, Megan. Oh, man. So, well, of course she supports Megan because Megan just inked the deal to do voiceover work for Disney. Oh, Did you see that? And then there's the alleged video of uh, Prince Harry, Prince Harry talking with the Disney execs to Ooh. get the deal. Well, I mean, at least she is an actress. I mean, there well, is that. Here's the thing now. Yeah. Everyone, the British people can't be upset now because the Queen they're said not it's allowed. okay. Yeah, they're not allowed Queen to be Queen said upset. it's okay, so now they can't be upset about it. Well, and they heard that she was upset, and they heard that Prince Charles was upset. Yeah. And so... They have to be angry because the royal family told them to be angry. Right. And now they've now she said, no, we're not angry. Right. We totally support this. Are you kidding? The so queen now they is can't be thrilled angry. she got rid of him. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> he has been a thorn in her side his entire life. He's not like, okay, look, they're liberals and I don't like their politics, but he's a pretty cool dude. And he is, um, he has been a thorn in the royal family's side his entire existence. Everything that he, the partying when he was younger, the military stuff that he did. Remember, he he's the one that wanted to be on the front lines in, in Iraq. He went. They didn't want him to go. He went. So, you know, I, I, and now, but there's this conspiracy that he's being controlled by uh, by uh, Megan. Is it Megan? Is that yes. Megan Markle? Whatever. Um, that he's being controlled by her. Well, yeah, he's married. Duh. Like, every guy in the world's like, yeah, no, no, she's totally controlling him. Yeah, this is not his idea. <laughs> she's like, hey, what if we just went, you know, back to the United States and, uh, like, you know, made millions of dollars on her own? And he's like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever, sweetie, as long as you're happy. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm a prince, though, right? Like, you don't have to. She's like, no, nah, you know what? I'm, I, you know, I'm a modern woman. I want to work. And he's like, okay, so cool, here's the whatever. Thing. Let's just let's go. She'll be Disney royalty at that point. Oh, I'm sure she's going to yeah, voice so a princess. Then, so then yeah. he'll still be a prince. That's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll have some rules. Um, anyway, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement called out, speaking of immigrants, <clears throat> called out law enforcement agencies in Cook County, Illinois, over the weekend for releasing 1,070 criminal aliens and immigration violators in fiscal year 2019, despite repeated requests by ICE to notify the agencies prior to their release. In a news release, ICE blamed the dangerous releases on county officials' refusal to cooperate with the Immigration's Enforcement Agency. So Cook County, home to Chicago, by the way, 
uh, released over a thousand criminal illegal aliens. Over a thousand of them into the public. And they wonder why, why people get hurt sometimes. I just can't imagine why these things happen. Here's the thing. Any, none of those municipalities accept the blame for, for what ends up happening as a result of those people being released. It's now time for Bill O'Reilly and the O'Reilly Update. Have a good night.